Welcome to the Monster RX 93.1 podcast channel. Interviews, features, music, live performances, fun and conversation only from Manila's hottest, Monster RX 93.1. Monster RX 73.1, you know what it is. It's all about all-out monster exclusive interviews. Rico Robles here. Yes, and Kayla Rivera. Here we go. And you know who's joining us? It's none other than Justin Jesso. Hey! Hey! hey. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? Hey. Great, great, great. And, you know, great to have you back on the show. And, uh, you know, first and foremost, how you been? Where are you joining us from? I've been good. I just got back from a four-month tour uh, in Europe, and I've been home for, oh gosh, like two and a half weeks back in the States now, and I'm coming to you from my living room in Los Angeles. Hey, Los Angeles, California. Oh, and I mean, <laughs> and how was, how was your, your time in Europe, and like, where did you go in Europe? Oh my gosh, we went everywhere. So the, so the first, I started in end of May, I went over there, and in June, I did a headline tour myself. So that was London, and Paris and and I was like eight dates in Germany and Amsterdam and uh, Switzerland and all over the place and then July August September was a combination of my own shows and being on tour with Kygo and doing a bunch of promo everywhere and a little bit of a little bit of vacation. <laughs> I mean, you know, you were there at a time when it was pretty historical, man. You know, the passing of the Queen. How was that experience? Oh, my gosh. Did you capture any of that? Did you write the some passing. songs about it? Um, uh, no. <laughs> no, I didn't. I feel bad to not be like I didn't write a song about the Queen. Um, I was there around the time, and it was definitely very interesting to be in London around the time of the passing of the queen unfortunately for me the thing that was most problematic about it was there was a lot of traffic yeah I could imagine. Um, yeah. yeah there was a lot of traffic um but yeah i mean it was it was uh it was definitely a unique time to to be in the country and kind of feel that collective warning from people and, and, and from what I hear, it's a lot of cues, right? Yeah. It's like everybody loves to get in line, right? There's a lot of cues, yeah. Everybody, everybody was lining up to pay their respects. I didn't see any of that though. I was, I was off, uh, you know, doing little musical performances here and there, and um, so I was, I was generally not um, in all of the Queen dumb. Um, but, but it was definitely, it was definitely in the air when I was there. And so, I mean, I'm just going to touch on, on on something else that you mentioned, you know, what you were up to. So you went on tour with Kygo. How was that? It's so much fun. I mean, I've been doing that uh, on and off for about five years now. So it's like a second. It's my family. Uh, and, you know, Kira, Kygo and I have a great relationship. And uh, we just played Madison Square Garden like a week and a half ago. I was in New York and that was crazy. Um I came to soundcheck and I wasn't, I was a little numb to the whole experience and I wasn't the happiest when I was there, but I was just, I got to soundcheck and listening to the orchestra that we had play uh, in soundcheck. I got instantly emotional. Um, and that was a really special place because that was where I saw some of my first concerts at, at Madison Square Garden in the middle of New York City. 
Um, so that was a really special experience. And, and, you know, to have that opportunity to go to Madison Square Garden, to have a show there. I mean, can you walk us through what was the first thing you did? Were you looking at the walls, the pictures, the performances? When you stepped oh in, God. you know, well, how was that what feeling? Was, what was the first thing I did? I mean, the first thing I remember was I was actually surprised because the entrance that we went in and of course you know we go in some back entrance the entrance that we went in was really close to the stage so like I kind of walked in through like what looks like a warehouse and then very quickly I was at the place where you just walk out onto the you know on the stadium floor so I was like this massive massive building um you know that took you actually that's not even true i drove oh wow that was interesting i drove in <laughs> through i drove in through the bottom and then they took us on this elevator and the elevator went up and then we were right there um so it was this massive building that you get completely lost in and we were in this giant freight elevator and then suddenly we were just like right by the stage and so i remember the first thing was like walking out into that stadium looking around and being like whoa this is really big um so that was that was kind of the first holy shit moment, uh, and uh, then just being on the stage and being able to sing in New York in front of you know I, I think it's I don't know seventeen eighteen thousand people, but in New York in the middle of the city where I lived for six years it was it was just really cool. I mean, as an artist, what kind of fulfillment? I mean, have you when you were there and you're performing? What's that like? What are the checklists, the bucket list? Like perform in my hometown where I live in, or for six years that I live in, you know, take over this. And and also, what's the first song that you perform? The first song I performed was Stargazing. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, that was that was the first time I got on stage. Um, although not for the soundtrack. For the soundtrack, the first song I sang was Firestone. Um, but yeah, no. It, look, Madison Square Garden definitely a bucket list moment um it was it was definitely an experience uh and you know one of the one of the issues i have is i've dealt with depression and anxiety a lot and i felt to be completely honest even though it was such a bucket list moment I actually at times felt really numb to the experience, which I wasn't expecting. You know, you think about this amazing thing and, and that's kind of what the EP is about is this, is this battle with that anxiety and depression and this, this kind of numb feeling that you have, even when things are going really, really well. And obviously it was a bucket list moment. I don't take it for granted. I'm so grateful and excited that I got to do it. Um, but you know, in the moment, I, I don't think it actually did feel the way that I thought it was going to feel. Um, I was surprised that, you know, there were times at which I was overwhelmed with emotion, like the sound check. And there were times where I wasn't like, you know, the, the morning after. And, and some of that is just, I think the adrenaline of the moment really takes you through. And then when that adrenaline crashes, you go, oh, my God, what did I just do? Um <laughs> You know, I know that's a bit more real than the, than the stock answer of like, it was amazing, um, which it was. It happens. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. But I want to be honest, you know, and that's, and that's what's so kind of 
weirdly unique and, and, and maybe hard to understand about like my my situation as an artist is like it is it's it's an emotional roller coaster where you have these tremendous highs. And because of that, you know, you also kind of have to expect that there's gonna be these tremendous lows when those things are kind of on their downswing. Um so that's what was really important to me about about writing the EP that I just released was I it's a nine song EP with two parts. The first part is me uh, singing about trying to find the opposite of loneliness and not finding it. Um, these songs are about me dealing with my depression and anxiety. Lucia is about dealing with the loss of somebody and the loss of myself. Um, clarity is about not having clarity on, on uh, a relationship or where I'm headed. Uh, if you're meant to come back is about trusting the universe that if you have to let go of something, but if they're meant to come back to, then they will. And that's kind of a sad sentiment um, and something that, you know, takes a lot to deal with. And, you know, Lifeline is just about being absolutely depressed and feeling like you need a lifeline. Um, and But then the second part of the EP are songs where I feel like I have either, I'm either on the path to finding the opposite of loneliness or I found it and I'm I'm in that place of contentment or happiness like bigger than which is about being bigger than your fears and it kind of outlines what's important in life and how to be a good person and how to go on that journey of finding your opposite of loneliness and then miracle which is about actually finding that person or that relationship that makes you happy um which you know we just shot a music video to it and it's all about my relationship with Elvis because he's gotten me through so much anxiety and depression sorry to be so heavy <laughs> oh I mean you know you know that, that thank you for sharing that because it's not easy you know as a person who went through a lot of people went through breakups especially in the yeah. pandemic and a lot of people yeah. had had gone through it and i we, we definitely feel you man i mean but when you when you wrote these songs of an emotional roller coaster yeah was it hard performing it i mean it's you know you could write it you could you could verbalize it but to perform it for the first time or to record it and then actually hear that body of work how yeah. was that emotion how, what, what did you feel those times I think writing it's harder I think the emotion is really really present in the writing of the thing and in, in ways it's cathartic right like I'll sit there and I'll write my feelings and I'll cry you know um, but the other thing that's probably the most exciting part about what I do outside of actually performing it um, is getting feedback from people Right, getting messages online from people who have resonated with the music or getting people who come up to me during a show and tell me how the music has affected them. I started um, a couple of months ago. Ooh, okay, bye. Go. Go then. Bye. <laughs> he's like, I, I got to go get coffee. See he's, like, he's like, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> um, I, I started a couple of months ago collecting. I have a folder on my phone um, that's called inspired through music and I save all the notes that people send me about how my music has inspired them um, or how it got them through a difficult time um, you know I can just click on like any one of these and um, yeah, it's you know so it's like a cookie jar of, of it's like a, I know I'm like I'm trying to find a 
I'm trying to find a good one. I've been I, okay. So I, I have a favorite too, um, but they're heavy. Do you want to hear them? Go for yeah. it. Okay, this is my this is one of my favorites. So this is from a um, a, a mother who has a ten year old son who has autism, and she writes. Um, what I didn't say before, because it's almost unbearable to write, is that Pete, her son, uh, hadn't been able to tell me he loved me in all his 10 years, even though he's a very verbal kid. Just understanding and verbally expressing his own emotions is really hard for him. I'd accepted the fact that saying, I love you to me, was something he just wasn't able to do. And I'd come to peace with it because I could feel his love, and he shows it in other ways. Until a few months ago when 400 trillion came out, after we figured out 400 trillion helped him with his anxiety, it became his go-to song. He loves numbers, so I think he was drawn in by the title and cover, and then just really connected with the music and lyrics from there. A few months ago, we were listening, and he asked me what I thought the song was about. I told him that someone figured out that there's a one in 400 trillion chance that we are born the unique individual that we are, and because that chance is so tiny, it is really special that we are exactly who we are, and we should celebrate that, dancing on the rooftops. This was a message I've tried to talk to him about since his diagnosis of autism at age two. He doesn't yet know that he is autistic. I want him to understand himself first and really understand that everyone is a unique individual and that that's a good thing before I explain to him that there's a name for why his brain is wired a bit differently and why he may feel like he has more challenges than the other kids. He has thus far not internalized this difference, but this is really crucial for a neurodivergent kid to understand. Well, after I explained my interpretation of 400 trillion, he looked up at me and just said, I love you, mommy. I was absolutely floored. Tears are streaming down my face as I write this now, because now he tells me all the time that he loves me. And I will never take it for granted because I've waited a whole decade to hear that. Justin, I really can't thank you enough for that. And thank you for providing a way for me to start to explain to my son his neurodiversity within the context of a song with which he deeply connects. Amazing. Oh. I get I get stuff like that all the time, and that's why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. And that's the most amazing payoff is hearing people's stories like that. My goodness, imagine that! It's, it's such a it's such um. There's a lot of psyche involved, and it's you're really in touch with the emotions, and it's a process of Erickson and Fruit theories and Maslow's of hierarchy of needs. You know what I mean? Yeah. You hit it yeah. spot on, man. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. I, this one, I saved graphics too. This person sent me, "You are sober 59 days." That's I, you know, I get I get graphs and things, and I, 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 I some of these stories are so crazy. I don't know if they're like right for your audience, but like some of them are really deep. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So that's what I love. I love going through these and and knowing that the music is is making a difference. And I mean, you know, just just in terms of like your songwriting process and like what inspires you, where do you, it sounds like you would draw inspiration from like, from everything, like, like what exactly is yeah. the ball rolling for you? So I write a lot about relationships. I write a lot about relationships and I write a lot about my feelings. So that to me is, is where I get most inspired. And for me, it's all about honesty. Um, I... And whether that's my truth or the truth of a co-writer that I'm collaborating with, or even if I'm writing for another artist, if it's their truth. To me, the, the way to, to write the best song is to tell it from a place of truth and a place of, of real emotion. Um, 
and trying to figure out what that is and channeling that and figuring out how to make that into the best story it can be is always really fun for me. So that's why I love writing songs. And, and you know, when, when you mention the truth, of, you know, of your truth and writing it, I mean, can you take us through the journey of the first step when you decided, I'm going to f*** out there. I don't know what's going to happen. And what was that life event that made you push to that type of writing or just writing in general? Well, that's, I mean, I started, <laughs> the first song I ever wrote, uh, I was eight years old and I had a crush on this girl named Leah at camp. And there was this, there was this major that I could take, you know, like an afternoon class called rock band. <laughs> so I went to rock band and I told these, this camp counselor about my crush on this girl named Leah. And he goes, let's write a song about it. I go, okay. So this is, you want to hear the song? Go. No, oh, you say no? <laughs> go, 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 go. Okay. The song goes, Leah, would you meet me by the pier? You bring the lettuce and I'll bring the beer. There may be a deer, but don't you fear, because I'll hold you near. We'll drink some lettuce, eat some beer, look at your rear. Oh, what a lovely <laughs> beer. That was the song. I was eight years old. Eight years I old. Not... Talk about beer. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I don't know what I was thinking. But anyway, so that's where I started writing songs. And then I started, you know, writing more as I got older and met some producers in the Chicago area that taught me more about the art of songwriting. And so I started off as a songwriter writing for other people. I, I uh, eventually wrote for people like Ricky Martin and Maluma and the Backstreet Boys and DJs like Armin Van Buren and Kygo. And it was always my intention to pull a Julia Michaels or a John Legend or a Bruno Mars. They wrote for other people first True. before releasing their own music. So for me, I was performing in clubs around New York. I was writing and releasing my own music, but you know, it's really hard to break through in this industry. There's a lot of music and there's a lot of people that are. Those that are tuning in, we are interviewing Justin Gesso. That's part of the interview. But yes, he did join us. It was a great interview. Go come and listen to this. Um, and you know, it was based off of this idea that I was super depressed and I was. Uh, all of these things were happening but I was still feeling down about myself and the only thing that was getting me through was my, my current relationship mm -hmm. and so that lyric was born off of some TV show I was watching where I think it was Grey's Anatomy or something and they were like surgery is the, the greatest distraction uh -huh. to my problems and I was like oh I like that and then I wrote it down in my notes and then the next day I went to the studio and, and popped out my version of it Um, Music is your greatest distraction. <laughs> right. So, and then I, you know, this I can. This is the song. It's like, anyway, yeah. Hey, Tell me, just have to hey, update hey. bounce. So that you might hear that at some point, you know. But yeah. that's that's what I do, and I do that every day, all day. And so I have a million like that. That just happened to be the last one I just got. It's amazing, you know, how you can share. I mean, thank you for sharing this moment because, you know, not a lot of people, I mean, you could go through it, but then you would hit a stumbling block. And with that information you just shared, it keeps people on track. You know what I mean? It's always that you stay on the road because sometimes you're halfway there. Then you're like, ah, and it hits you right back. 
And right. Know, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. It means a lot, man. You know what I mean? Thank you. You know, um, and for you, what was that advice that kept you going? That if you can remember, especially as an artist, I mean, yeah. doors weren't opening 100% all the time. No, you know, they're still not opening out, 100%. I mean, when you when you hit that door that's closed, what was it? Whose advice was it from? Who gave you the advice that stuck to you that you just keep on going on? Oh. I mean, I've been lucky enough to get a lot of really great advice in my life. My parents have been a great source of advice. But they've also been a source of frustration. <laughs> As everybody's parents are. Um, yeah. Mom and dad, if you listen to this, uh, <laughs> hey. Um, you know, one, one, of the, one of the greatest pieces of advice that I always go back to is, and this helps me through my depression, but it also helps me in my career, which is my father always used to say, I cried and cried because I had no shoes till I, till I saw a man who had no feet. Mm. I've always said that was a really interesting place to work from. The idea that it can always get worse uh, and it can always get better. And I think understanding that allows you to operate from where you are and being realistic with yourself while you have all these dreams um, is really important too, right? And saying, okay, how do I, because I think I certainly have this issue where like I can have this thing that's up here, this dream that's up here, like pulling double duty on SNL is one of the greatest dreams I have in my life. I would love to be the host and musical guest of Saturday Night Live. It's my greatest dream, right? But that's a huge freaking goal. And there's no linear path to get there. So I have to know, okay, I'm thinking all the way up here. But I'm over here, right? There's down here. I could be down here. At one point, I was down here, right? Now I'm like maybe over here, or over here, or over here. And the only way I'm going to get up over here is if I follow all these little steps that maybe I can't see or that maybe take me over here or that are maybe inconsequential feeling and it'll go up and it'll go down and it'll wind itself around. But like... I am where I am and I have to operate from there in order to get all the way up there. And I may not ever get there. There may not be a path to it. Um, but that's okay. And I just have to operate from where I am. It's just having that roadmap, right? There's a destination. There's a certain mm-hmm. destination. You hit it or not, the point is the journey mm-hmm. continues. You know, for those that are right. tuning in, you have Justin Jesuitas joining us from Los Angeles talking music, talking live. This is this is a TED talk, man. Yeah, this is a life. TED talk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is this is you know a TED talk of life. I mean, when you reach your objectives, the milestones, whether it's the major ones or the small ones, for you, Justin, how do you celebrate? I don't. I don't do it enough. <laughs> um, that's the truth. I really don't. I don't celebrate enough. Um, I think I do it. I'm not really a partier, to be completely honest. Like, I don't go out. I don't, I'm not really a club guy. Some of that's probably because a lot of my work is in clubs. So if I'm there, I kind of feel like I'm working. Um, every once in a while, I let myself go. My, my favorite thing to do is celebrate with people I love. So that's, that's really what I love the most is just spending time with, with the people that I love and my dog. And, um, I, you know, that's, that's how I, how do you celebrate? 
Oh, for us, same thing. We party, we work at a party scene. So for me, I like to box. I like to go for really? a run. Yeah, I like to yeah. go for a run with no headphones. Just go for a run and just listen to the environment. And you know how yeah. it is. Just go for long jogs. How about Kayla? What do you like to do, Kayla? I'm similar with Justin where I love to be with my loved ones. And I also have a dog. So I, I just, I, you know, I can just be cuddling my dog. And I already feel like that's <laughs> a celebration on its own. <laughs> Isn't that so crazy? I feel like I... We I, we've all feel this need to like celebrate means go out and party and, and you know go nuts and I think the truth is so much so many of us like just want to celebrate at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for, true, sure, true. for sure, yeah. I mean, you know, as as far as celebrating and living life, you know what I mean. For you, this you know, on the show we do have some uh, all out random questions. Now, I love it. Play them on me. You know, Justin, for you, if you weren't a songwriter, what do you think you'd be doing? Real estate. Mm. <laughs> Truly, I'm weirdly obsessed with uh, residential real estate. And um, I, my therapy is Redfin, which is like a Zillow. Uh, you know, it's like it's like instead of dating profiles and things, I'm like swiping left on and right on houses. Like and putting making, costs and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, you know, this is my... I'm, I probably, I bet you that I open this Redfin app and look at real estate in Los Angeles. I wonder if I can see my usage. Uh-huh. How do I type in my usage? How, how do I do that? I bet you it'll say that I spend the majority of my day on Redfin. You know, you know, which my, is my, so my, sad. My mom <laughs> does the same thing. My mom does Redfin and she has a house in Los Angeles and she likes to see the value of it. I was like, look, 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 son. It's it's up by a hundred grand now. Look, <laughs> I love it. so happy about it. You know what does I mean? Does she want to sell her house to me? Because <laughs> I'm looking. Well, I'll ask her. <laughs> and also, Justin, just throwing in another random question: What's a hidden talent of yours that we would be surprised to find out about? Um, I used to say that I could do the wave with my eyebrows, which I can do, and it is kind of a weird hidden talent. Oh yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of a lame talent. Um, I'm really, I'm actually a good golfer. Mm. Um, so that's a weird hidden talent that I have: is that I can I can play golf and I can beat a lot of people at golf my brother's much better than me though um what's a weird what's a weird weird talent that I have I don't know the um, eyebrows that's hard man. Yeah, the eyebrows okay good we're going, we're going with the eyebrows yeah, yeah, I can't I can't I can't even do that you know what I mean and, and what's your what's your weird hidden talent Rico I can rap I can rap really yeah just a little bit not too much and Caleb, can you give us a little bit oh wow your <laughs> <laughs> text line <laughs> yeah, well, well, let's see, let's see. What's a, what's a good little bit? Hanging out with my man Justin Jesso, Los Angeles, we flow, here we go. Hanging out with Kayla in Manila, we be. We making songs for this city, doing things that we love, writing for legacy. And yeah, <laughs> a little bit too early. Hey! <laughs> All right, Kayla, what you got? What's, what's, what's your hidden talent? She a great singer. Oh. She a great singer. I'm telling you, man. She a great oh, singer. God. Oh, is, that, is that a hidden talent or is that just your talent? No, that I I don't think it's a it's a hidden talent. I definitely have been well, no. I was a young girl. So I think <laughs> for a hidden talent, uh, I really love baking. I love baking cookies and like cakes. So that's yeah, yeah. I would say that that's probably a so. Hidden. Sing while you're baking. Go. <laughs> <laughs> <Right. Ooh. laughs> Let's throw in the flour. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So yeah, I'm baking. 
Yeah. So if I, when I come to Manila, I'm collabing with Rico. We're putting out like a rap feature, and then I'm coming over to your house and you're baking something while you sing. Yes. That's Done. I, I mean, Manila plans. Are you planning to have a show here anytime soon? There's no plans at the moment, but I would love to. So hopefully next year at some point I am out there. Um, that is that is the plan. Um, so hopefully I'll see you guys in person very soon, but there are no actual plans yeah, as I mean, of this second. Be great, you know what I mean? Yes. Especially with everything that's going on around the world. And, you know, yeah. you need a breather from Los Angeles. I just came from there, man. So I know how it feels like to be there. Oh, yeah. it's, 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 it's pretty crazy in some parts of it. I mean, when you turn on the news, when you do all that, I mean, I could just imagine. Yeah. That. But you, more random it's questions. I mean, um, when it comes to shows on Netflix, you have time? What's your favorite show to watch? Oh, my God. That's the other thing that I'm obsessed with is television, film and TV. I actually started writing scripts and screenplays during the pandemic because um, I wanted to tell more long form stories based in music. So I, I started doing that. I haven't pursued that path yet, but I'm doing it creatively. Um, so I watch, it's my biggest escape is television. So I watch everything. Um, right now I'm obsessed with uh Oh, they have me again. Game of Thrones, House of Dragon. I think it is so good. Um, uh, we watched Lord of the Rings as well. Not as good as House of Dragon, not even close. Um, we're watching the show called Reboot. I say we because I, I watched them with my significant other. We're, we, we're not allowed to watch shows apart. I just introduced her today to um, <laughs> uh, Law and Order. Because she'd never seen it before. So we watched, they have a three-part uh, series intro where it's Law & Order crosses over with Law & Order SVU and Law & Order Criminal Intent. And we watched all three hours. Wow. Of the past couple of days. And, she, and she's like, oh my God, this is so crazy. They're from different shows. Yeah. So... Big you know, TV person. It's like you mentioned House of Dragons, right? I mean, do you yeah. like it that it's it's you have to wait a week for the next episode, or do you like yes. your shows all in one go? I'll tell you. I'll tell you why I like it because as much as I want to watch it all in one go, uh -huh. I think that it's there's a point of differentiation with them where they make me want it. Like, they make me look forward to it. And I really like that about it. Um, as opposed to... If I Because I just would have watched all ten episodes over the course of two days, like a couple of weeks ago. And then I wouldn't be talking about it. I'd be talking about something else. True. So I like... I think that it builds the hype when the show is that good. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, you can make me right. It's fine. It, it, could that be something that you could apply to releasing songs, right? I mean, instead of I, yeah. dropping the whole album, single at a time, single at a time, single at a time. Well, that's, I mean, that's what we do. I don't, I think it's very rare now that, that someone puts out an entire body of work at once. I mean, it is definitely a rollout plan over months. I mean, I, I some of the singles on my EP, uh, you know, they were released months and months before. So... You know, that is that is the plan. That is how we do it. Because I think that... Because um, cause I don't think people do have the appetite to, these days for the whole thing. They just want the bite-sized piece. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
with the shorter attention span and actually just like also touching on like the shorter attention span like do you feel any pressure like writing stuff for like TikTok where you know they're like they're shorter bits like the shorter length of time like the songs I do feel pressure I'm not doing it I'm just saying you know what like I'm not gonna focus on whether it hits on TikTok or not I'm gonna focus I, I might focus on TikTok as a platform Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. But when I write my music, I just want to write the best songs. And maybe that's silly. Maybe that's me not taking advantage. But I don't want to think about, like, how do I make something that really, really hits on TikTok? The one thing that I do think about, though, is why are people responding to TikTok? Mm-hmm. Why is this song doing well on TikTok? What's why? What's the, what is the construction of the thing? that makes people respond to it. And so a lot of times I see that, that that's like, there are beats in the production, right? Or chops in the production where there's a break or a hold or a, or a extra boom that people are responding to. That I do try to bring in because I just think that's making good music. But I don't try to like bite size it for TikTok in a way that is specific to the platform. I mean, I could imagine quality control. That's the main thing. And not a lot of artists have that, have that, that Justin. Quality control. You know what I'm saying? Which is really yeah. cool. <laughs> Thanks. You True. know, and, and, and um, Drake, Drake did that for a bit. Wherein he was just only catering to, like, the hooks. You know what I mean? Or the mm-hmm. little verses. And, and to just keep it going. I mean, that that's pretty cool, man. Now, for you... How do you stay focused in everything that you do with all oh my the attention gosh. spans to the world and and all it's, the social media distractions? How does one yeah. stay focus? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> if you can help me with that, I'd be forever grateful to you. Um, I think it's really hard to stay focused. I think there's so much distraction. Uh, there are so many easy ways for me to waste three hours of my life. Whether it's watching a, a, a three-part season uh, beginning or scrolling on my phone, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that when I get into a flow with music, it helps me stay focused. Collaborating with other people helps me stay focused. So um, I find that if I'm having trouble being creative myself, if I'm in a session with others, that will help me stay on track. Uh, and give me new ideas. So that's that's probably the biggest tool for me to stay focused is collaboration. And you know, you did talk about collaboration. Who's the most famous person you collaborated with and got starstruck to a point that you had to really slap yourself a couple of times? Like, I'm actually here in the studio with this person. Oh man, who is the person that I've gotten the most starstruck by? I don't think I've been starstruck by anybody that I'm like, in the room working with the biggest time I was ever starstruck was with Stevie Wonder so I was at NYU uh, Kayla and um, I took a class on Stevie Wonder and it was the first day it was taught by a guy named Harry Wanger uh, who runs like the vault at Universal Motown and it was the end of day one in class and he was like oh um, guys just sit tight for one second I have uh, a surprise outside. Let me go see if it's here. And I thought like they were gonna bring in like 
CDs or something, or like, you know, I, something like, uh, you know, an album or a vinyl that was from Stevie. Uh, and then the, I turned to the guy next to me, he's like, how crazy it would be if, if Stevie Wonder walked in, <laughs> thinking there's no way that it would ever happen. <laughs> of course, Stevie Wonder walks in and you hear the, the you know, class was like talking amongst themselves and then you hear a, <gasps> and everybody just falls silent. And Stevie walks in the room and he goes to the front of the class and he's like, so I hear you're learning about me. And then he talks <laughs> for like an hour and a half, fielding questions, talking about his life, singing a little bit. I mean, it was nuts. And I was absolutely starstruck by him. Um, as you should be at Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that was probably the most starstruck I've ever been. What was the question um, you asked him? Did you ever ask him a question? Did you get a chance to? Uh, what did I ask him? I did, but I forgot what I asked him. I think I was so starstruck. I don't yeah. remember. But I, oh, I have it recorded. I have like a 40 minute recording on my phone of it. So I'll have to go back and listen. <laughs> I mean, if, if there's anything you can recall from what he shared with you guys, like what's the biggest takeaway? Was there like a lesson, you know, that he imparted to you guys or like advice? Not, not really. No. I think... The biggest, the biggest thing that that we walked away with was just being able to hear his voice in a classroom when he would speak or he would just sing. You know, like because he would sing, he'd be like, "Oh," and then I, you know, he was talking about his life, and then he's like, "I," and I wrote this song, and it was like, "Isn't isn't she lovely? Isn't she wonderful?" And it was like he just kind of went, and he was like, "Yeah, I was writing that." I was in the studio, and it was like, <laughs> um, to hear it actually it was, live, yeah, to hear it actually live, like totally unamplified with nothing, like in front of you. That was just like, and the fact, like, too, it's like it took him a second to like get it. It wasn't like he had warmed up or anything. He was like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> isn't she lovely? And it was just like. You know, and he did the thing that he does, that only he does, that sounds only the way that he sounds. And it was just, that was kind of the nuttiest part about the whole thing was just like, you're in a room with the guy and he's singing to you. And it's that. I mean, that's that's how it is. The genius of it. And you're in that room. And for, for us, I mean, for the people that are new songwriters and also the current songwriters, they are you are their Stevie Wonder man you know what ah, I mean and you have any advice do you have any advice for those upcoming songwriters those who cannot express themselves fully or honestly and they're just getting started I mean as cliche as it sounds it's like so much like if you continue to work hard and you're halfway decent at what you do, even if you're not, even if you're not that talented and you continue to work hard and you continue to be of service mm-hmm. in the industry, you may not achieve, you may not accomplish your dreams. You may not get to the place in the music industry that you feel like you're supposed to get to. But at the end of the day, like if you're of service and you are good and you are practicing and you are putting in your hours, mm-hmm. if you keep going, eventually you will find a place that might be on the business side. That may be as an A&R. That may be as someone who works, you know, in publishing or, um, you know, on on or in radio or or in sync or 
as a songwriter or as a songwriter that's writing songs for other artists or a songwriter that's writing songs for pitch uh, or for sync or for uh, movie trailers or you know there there are all these different facets of where you can go and what you can do and who you can be in this industry and I'm an artist because it was my dream and because I pushed towards that dream but like I didn't know when I started as a songwriter that I was going to end up here right like that was that was always my intention but like when I looked myself in the mirror and said okay I'm going to focus on being a songwriter and hopefully I'll get there it was really a hope it wasn't like this is the plan mm -hmm. um so um it just if you're persistent and you keep going and you work with the people around you and you make the right moves and you're of service and you're selfless hopefully you find your place hey it's a it's a great lesson there man it's just like what denzel said right you hang around the barbershop long enough you're about to get a haircut you know what i'm saying yeah again <laughs> to catch your break that, I mean, you know that's that is a really great way of saying it i wish i just yeah. said that yeah. <laughs> but i got a question you know i know we we we, we want to keep you longer but you know we can wrap this up in a bit what's that behind you whose photo is that is that you yeah oh no this is rental furniture <laughs> okay this is this is something that's kind of cool that that is behind me um that i took off this is usually up on that by that wall this is so my name is justin gesso gesso is not my real name it's my stage name and it's taken from my great-grandfather whose nickname was gesso who was a band leader in the 20s who used to play piano for al capone it was a gangster wow. so this is from my grandmother and this is um his band in the 20s and there he is the he's the uh, the pianist and the band leader and he's uh, you know, if, I don't know if you can see it very yeah, well. Yeah, we can see it, we can see it, yeah. That's my great-grandfather and his band in the 20s playing somewhere at the Parkway Theater. Yeah. So does uh, that serve as a reminder for you? Like, when it, when you got started, it's like, hey, Gramps did it. I'm going to do it Gramps too. did it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it's... A, I, I don't know if it's as much a reminder as it is just like kind of a cool piece of my family history that I that I think is really, really awesome. Um, he, I'm also my next tattoo is going to be. He also drew stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so I, well, I'll just take you to it. My next, we're going to lose all the light. My next tattoo <laughs> is um, I have this drawing that he drew. Taking us on a house tour, so really, really I'm awesome. Taking a house tour it is really, really um, awesome. This is his self-portrait that he drew. Wow. Of himself and his piano that I guess is broken for whatever reason. But this is going to be my next tattoo. So cool. Wow, that? it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. You're a family of arts, man. Right. Well, just, but just him. That's the thing is it was just him. Uh, so that's why I connect deeply and resonate with him is because he he was really the only one who pursued this um, passion as a, as a, as a job. Oh, and now, yep. And now I've lost everything. Oh, you're there. You're there. <laughs> you're there. I mean, you know, Kayla, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna just throw in one last question, but for sure. you, what's more important in a song: good lyrics or good music? They're all important. I mean, I'm a lyrics and melody guy, right? So that's what I do first, right? I'm I'm focused on trying to write the best song that I can, and that starts with a great lyric and a killer melody. And then what goes under that, to me personally, and the music that I make is secondary. But
but that doesn't mean that in the grand scheme of music that's technically true um you know and especially when i when i do work in the electronic space so much of it is about that that music um and songs that break through can break through for so many different reasons for me personally it's a melody and lyrics that i resonate with and i think that's what people respond to with my music um and the message that, that imparts but like having a great vibe is awesome too mm-hmm. so and that can totally be the most important thing in a song that makes it translate and and gives it its catch um so i mean that's the beauty of music is there's so many different ways for people to be inspired by something it's really just you know a great vibe it's the vibe that's what it is all right but man thank you very much for for taking time you know before we let you go halloween's coming up but you're going to dress up what what's your costume man <laughs> I'm going to show you the whole time. <laughs> I tell you it's show and tell me, Kayla. It's show and tell me. I'm excited for this. I am excited for this. Hey. This is Mars exclusive once again Justin Jesso joining us. Oh. You <laughs> got a lightsaber. I'm going as um I don't know, one of these guys from from Star Wars. Dark Maul or Luke Skywalker. I'm going I'm going as no, I'm going as Yoda. Because I'm going as Anakin because my girlfriend is going as Padme and she wanted me to be Anakin and so that's what I'm doing and I'm making her happy and she's a big Star Wars nerd and there's this really funny video that she posted um, her name is Sange Chen and she posted this video about how I took her to Lake Como and there's a place in Lake Como where they shot the wedding scene between Padme and Anakin uh-huh. and I didn't know what it was so she's like oh my god I'm so excited we're here let's go see the thing can we go see the thing where Padme and Anakin got married and I was like what that is but sure and then she posted it on TikTok and it went absolutely viral with everybody telling her to dump me because I didn't know so to make up for it to make up for it I'm going for Halloween uh, as as Anakin Hey, that, we're, exci- we're excited for that. You know what I mean? We're excited for that. And uh, congratulations on the future endeavors. You know what I mean? LP, is there an LP coming out? I know the EP's out. It's been out. Is there an EP's LP out. in the works? Yes, 2023, there will be a full-length LP. Uh, I'm working on music for it now. I'm very excited about it. And uh, yeah, so expect that music to be, to be coming out very soon. And message for all your fans here in the Philippines, man. I can't wait to come back. I really want to come back. Um, I just thank I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been listening and who resonates with the music and um yeah, I just and thank you to you guys for taking the time and and spreading the message and 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 spreading the music and playing the music and um I hope you guys have an awesome Halloween. What are you guys going to be for Halloween? Well, I'm I'm thinking of being the controversial Jeffrey Dahmer, but I'm still debating. So, so okay, so <laughs> I had this conversation the other day with someone about Jeffrey Dahmer and how all these people are being Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween. I don't think it's a problem. I think you should go do whatever you want, and that's the world. And like, they're like we're glorifying these awful people. Like, no, but it's it's Halloween. You have fun. You go dress as you want to dress. And I, I think you should go be Jeffrey Dahmer. I just don't know how to grow the hair, so I don't know how that's gonna go. So I think I'm just gonna go with Pitbull, (laughs) Mr. Three O Five. You know, yeah, it's the best way to go. I champion that too. I think you as Mr. Worldwide fits as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that fits. Kayla, what are you gonna be? 
Uh, my boyfriend and I are going to be Jim and Pam from The Office. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the couple's costumes are a thing. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I, and you know what else is coming in the mail is um, my little doggy Darth Vader costume. Hey! Yeah. So okay. yeah, cute. we're gonna we're gonna have fun. <laughs> this will be a cute thing, man. You take care, man. I can't wait for you to get back here, in Manila. And when we see you here, we're gonna party out. Yeah. We're gonna give you, you know, a one of a kind experience when you're here. You know what I'm saying? I love it. With cooking, I love it. I love it. With cooking, <laughs> with cooking right. and rapping, and yeah, all the things. Right. Hey, you take care and thank you for keeping it going. Thank you for the inspiration, man. Thank of you for the course, talk. It means a lot. And, uh, you know, for everybody that's listening, you know, they're taking all of this. They're making uh, mental notes and phone memo notes. It's the way you're doing with the people that listens to the music. You know what I mean? So thank you very much, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hope to see you guys soon. All right, take care. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, here on All I Give It Up for Justin Jesso. Hey, take care. Until then, once again, my name is Rico Robles. I'm Kayla Rivera. And this has been another Monster exclusive interview. Y'all have a great day. Peace. The Monster RX 93.1 podcast channel. The best podcast content online. Only from Manila's hottest, Monster RX 93.1.